Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started. Hi everyone, thanks for joining us again on Your Pursuit of Happiness. Something a little different for you today. Paul recently had a fascinating talk with Enda Lynch, who's the head of enterprise at Munster Rugby. Enda runs the Munster Rugby high performance leadership business in partnership with University of Limerick. Let's listen in now. Enda, thanks a million for joining us. Could you start by just telling us a little bit about the High Performance Leadership Programme? Sure. A number of years ago, Munster Rugby realised that we wanted to look at ways in which we weren't reliant on everything that happens on the pitch day to day. We have a phenomenal team and a great brand, but there are times when you need to begin to take a great brand and stretch it in new directions. At the same time, we were moving on to a new premises. Uh, Our teams had been training in Cork and in Limerick uh, simultaneously, and we were moving to a a high-performance centre, Munster Rugby's high-performance centre, on campus in University of Limerick, and it was the first time our team were going to be in the one place at the one time, all the time. And we realised that by being on campus in University of Limerick with our own centre, that we had an opportunity to begin to bring people into our facility and into our environment and allow them to learn a little bit more about how we go about things. And following, you know, as anybody does when they're starting a new product, a huge amount of research in the market, we realised that there was a gap for senior leaders um, who, when when they started out working uh, as, as technology began to develop, you had a fairly good idea what the end of the month looked like at the start of the month. And now, because of the pace at which we all work at, if you know what the end of the week or even the end of the day looks like at the start of the day or at the, end of the, at the start of the week, you're close on a savant. <laughs> and we are, not, we are not inherently trained through our youth and through our early teens and into our 20s in how to be resilient to deal with that stress, to deal with that pace. Mm. It happens, it is there, but nobody's ever given you formal training on it. And as a result, we have people coming into senior leadership roles and in senior leadership roles, and I know myself, my own experience, where at some point you're worried about your leadership style, you're worried about the work output and the load, but you're not thinking about the holistic picture. What is my style of leadership and how is that driving how I manage this? What what am I doing to manage myself physically, emotionally, mentally? Mm. We're doing it with our players because we have 12 players going on the World Cup playing to Japan. They are all incredibly resilient, high-performing leaders uh, who have to react moment by moment to whatever's happening on the pitch. And they have to be resilient enough that they miss a tackle three seconds later, they have to get up and be at it again. They score a try, they have to focus and get back at it seconds later. Something may happen off the pitch to them, but they have to be able to switch and focus about what's going on at that moment on the pitch during a major match, a World Cup quarterfinal or a semi-final, we hope, or whatever that is. So we realized that we had the skills and our, our, we, we had been working on this for a number of years and we were able to work with University of Limerick then on creating uh, an opportunity for senior leaders to learn how we do it and what's best in, in, in thinking and in theory bring the two together into a real-life programme, and that's how the High Performance Leadership Programme came about. Great. Um, you'd sent me on a deck, actually, and it kind of talks about the people in UL. Um, can, can you give me just a bit of insight into 
what their involvement is and, and the, the different backgrounds briefly that, that you have? There's quite a number of people and, and the program is unique in that regard and that we have uh, most probably one or two individuals leading it. We have yeah. eight individuals uh, up front and then two in the background uh, who, who support the program. Um, I'll give you an example, Dr. Patrick Ryan, um, who is the head of the psychology department in University of Limerick and a leading clinical psychologist. You have Dr. Catherine Norton, who is a leading nutritionist in the, um, in the uh, sports science department in University of Limerick. And Dr. Catherine previously was Munster Rugby's um, uh, nutritionist, uh, performance nutritionist, uh, before she went to University of Limerick. You have uh, Dr. Brian Carson and Dr. Mark Lyons, who run uh, a number of degrees and postgraduate programs on human performance in sport and human performance in general through the sports science department. You have Professor John Fahey. John is the uh, a lecturer in um, management and marketing in University of Limerick in the Irish Management Institute and an adjunct professor in University of Adelaide. The thing about all these great individuals is they are highly qualified, but they are also working a huge amount in, in the business and, and sorry, in the workplace and, and uh, across businesses. So they know the theory, but they're also able to relate that back to experiences with senior leaders very, very quickly. Um, and, and that brings, and that's why we selected and worked with them. And that's why the university selected these individuals because they can relate to industry and yet they can bring the, the theory and the knowledge and deliver it in such a way that you are empowered to know six, 12, 18 months down the road, why is it that these changes were recommended in my life and why were these things looked at rather than three months time going, why did they tell me that? I can't remember. You know, and that's, and that's the skill that they have and that's why we work with them. Mm. Um, we, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was actually, I think I mentioned I was in school with Brian. Um, but yeah. the thing that's, that's really interesting for me uh, and something that I've only started to pick up on myself um, through a coaching qualification that I did recently is that holistic aspect to management and, and leadership. And I think the one thing I've noticed that people seem to forget about, particularly these days, is, you know, you're so focused on running your own business or, or, or leading a team or, or whatever it is that you don't focus on yourself um, but by focusing on yourself, it actually gives you more opportunity to be that effective leader, to, to grow that business or to push your, your, your you know, Irish operation forward. Yeah, and um, a thing that, that we, we do a little bit on the program, and, and um, I've done in my own life, to be honest with you, there's the, the wheel of life. There's 168 hours in a week. And if you divide up that wheel into how many of our quadrants of the types of activity that you do in your life, working, sleeping, family, travel, commute, all those things, and then you put in how much time do you spend on yourself? Usually it's the least. It might yeah. get an hour or two a week. Most of the time, even supporting your, if you, if you have kids or you're involved with a community project or anything like that, or, you know, if, 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 if life stretches that way for you, you're putting more time into those things than for yourself. Mm. And what we, we ask people to look at is, it's not that you don't have time. You have time. It's what are you doing with that time? Yeah. So you can exercise. You don't need to go for a three-hour cycle on a Saturday. If that's your thing, fantastic. But if all you want to get out is, I want to be healthier, 
I want to be fitter. I don't want to be sick as often as I was. I want to shed a couple of pounds because I know it's impacting on my ability to have energy going forward through the day, all those types of things. 20, 25 minutes of a workout, three times, four times a week, five if you're lucky, maybe means you go to bed 20 minutes earlier at night and you get up at 20 minutes earlier in the morning. There are small steps you can make, but most people don't view it because they don't ask themselves, what time do I need for myself? Because if the engine isn't running, then sure as hell, the work that's coming out the far side isn't going to be optimal. Yeah. And you could put, you could put uh, 80 hours in in a week, but are all 80 really optimizing your time? Are you really getting the best results out of those 80 hours? Or if you did 55 to 60 hours and put even three or four hours into yourself, I, it, all the evidence is there. You will produce the same output, the same work, have better conversations. Your mind will be clearer. Yeah. You'll look after, you know, all the things we look after, like, fueling yourself before you have a major pitch or a meeting or you're going to your investors uh, or you're going for another investment round meeting or you're meeting Enterprise Ireland. If you ever stop and went, am I ready to go into this? Have I had enough food? Have I fueled myself? Because fuel in is an, if, uh, fuel in, energy out. So if you turn up, I had a coffee at seven o'clock this morning, it's three o'clock in the afternoon and you're in East Point Business Park with Enterprise Ireland. I don't think that meeting is going to go as well as you want it to. Mm. But most people don't think that because I'm in charge, I'm running, this is the life, this is hectic, but it's okay, I'm going to get there and I'll collapse at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get the results. Like you've said, like, you know, most people are focused on the results. But the results come from a holistic view to how you are performing. And, and that that's really the thing for me that it's, you know, if your ultimate goal is to, you know, build and sell a business or grow out a presence in Ireland, that's fine for that to be your goal, but you do need to look at the other aspects that you don't necessarily prioritize at the minute. Correct. And as somebody constantly reminds me, Ireland is a small rock next to mm. another rock on the edge of a massive continent. And when you're setting up, if your ambition is, is Ireland, you still have to be looking outside of Ireland to think, how am I going to grow? Where am I learning from? Mm. Am I? And that takes a huge amount of energy as much as time. But if you're not prepared then even your focus on I'm focused on Ireland, that's okay. But if you're not focused on yourself, then you're not going to be able to focus on a country, yeah. <laughs> on an entire market, because somewhere along the line, you're not putting the right time into the right areas that will get you that result. So in terms of the, the High Performance Leadership Program, who's your target audience or, or what's your kind of typical student, for the want of a better term? Uh, very good question, um, and, and I'll answer in two parts, being a typical carry man, we never answer in one part. Um, the typical audience is anybody at senior level. Now, I'll define that in two ways. Um, one, anybody who, you don't even have to have an interest in rugby. Uh, we've had people who've run uh, plants in Poland and the UK and further afield who have no interest in rugby, and they got as much out of it as anyone else. So that's that's one thing. So. Uh, 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 the second thing is, and by the way, Jerry Flannery does a phenomenal session with us, even though Jerry is no longer part of the Monster Coaching team. Jerry has a number of other businesses and is a very uh, strong leader in his own right and has learned pretty much how we set things out. Jerry is living the values that we talk about, and it is an incredibly powerful session on 
uh, learning to be a leader as you grow businesses and taking from sport into uh, into the workplace and, and the values that he takes from one to the other. Um, but you don't need to have any rugby knowledge at all. After that, it's the program is designed for somebody who uh, is in C-suite, so CEO or somebody reporting to CEO, or you've identified uh, through, through your uh, succession planning that somebody's about to make that jump over the next 12 months and is about to go from, you know, a couple of late nights a year into, you know, life is very different now. Like we're going to put an awful lot more pressure on you and you're going to have to respond in different ways and you're going to be traveling and all that. That's um, that level. Or uh, to an awful lot of your listeners on the podcast, somebody who's building and growing a business who has never actually stood back for five minutes and went, what have I achieved and am I fit for the next stage? And I don't just mean fit, I can run a lap of a pitch. Mm. It's am I physically, emotionally, mentally, and as a leader to take the net, the business into the next stage. I'm 10 years on the go. The business has grown. I've gone through my investment rounds. But if I want to go again, or even if I'm ready to sell it, am I actually ready to go through the stress of that? And mm. the answer generally is no, because you've put everything into growing the business. So they're the types of individuals generally that, that will come on the program. Yeah, and I suppose a lot of the episodes we've had on uh, the podcast so far have probably been aimed at that kind of junior or mid-tier uh, level. Yeah. But I suppose I, I specialize a little bit more in the senior leadership and, and executive side of things. Um, so, you know, a lot of what I see is how do you how do you demonstrate that extra uh, X factor almost, you know, if, if you're looking at taking on a, a country manager role for a new Brexit firm that's starting up in Ireland or you're moving into a global head of fund management role or something along those lines, it's, it's that, you know, extra one or 2% that you're always looking for. Absolutely. And if you're taking on a global role or you're taking on a more senior role, you might have had five reporting to you, suddenly you'll have 120 yeah. and you'll have a P&L of 35 million underneath you. There's a, there's a big jump in the time you're going to put in, in the stress. And for most people in Ireland who make those jumps in the travel, because as I go back, Ireland is a little rock next to another little rock. Mm. You know, you're, the further on you go in Ireland, in, any, in most businesses, you are bound to at some point be traveling. And are you looking after yourself when you're, you might be going to a funding round in Chicago, New York, San Francisco, you might be going to uh, the parent company in Bern or in Munich or wherever. How do you apply the same principles so that when you arrive over there, you're fit for purpose? Oh, well, you know, I had the the lovely ham sandwich at six o'clock with the little toasty on the Aer Lingus flight across Europe. Okay, but is that exactly the few you need for your funding round pitch at 10 o'clock that morning? Or, you know, what, how are you looking after yourself? Plus, and it's not just the physical, it's as a leader, most people who, who grow into senior roles are, have never, there's a, there's a thing we talk about quite a lot in the program. We actually bring a guest CEO in for every program. And we've had the likes of uh, Sir Niall Fitzgerald, former chair Unilever, uh, Tony Kuhan, chair of Ervia, Anna Leary, CEO of Vodafone, um, that type, uh, Margot Slattery, president of Sodexo, who's just become their chief diversity officer globally. Yeah. That type of individual, every single one of them spoke about becoming very self-aware. Yeah. And the best leaders are self-aware. But how many people who are growing into leadership are self-aware of their limits, of their style of leadership, 
what impact that has on their family, on their community, on their workplace. And we actually do a lot of testing before you come on our program to ask you these questions and to ask your family, your community and your workplace, what style of leadership does Joe or Mary or Mo or anybody have? How does that impact on you? And you have to be very self-aware to go, this, this is feedback that I'm getting that will help me realize that my style of leadership is X. I might be a follower. I might be uh, the sergeant major who just mm. marks orders, whatever it is. But it, once you realize that, it begins to open up the challenges that that brings and how you better communicate, how you better manage your people, your time, your life, your style to get better results. And most people don't actually do that. And we're going, you have to. The further up you go, you have to be self-aware and ask, how am I developing? And how do I develop my style of leadership? Yeah, and actually, I think it's it's how your self-awareness for sure, but it's also how does that how does that style of leadership, how does that impact people? How does that land with people? You know, how my communication style, is that working? And being aware of what's around you as well is, is equally as important, I think. Yeah, but we're all, you know, most of us who are in, who've been in organizations, if you're in a startup, you have to do this yourself. But if you're in a multinational or a large organization, at some point, most of us have been fortunate enough to do a 360. But 360s are generally based around peer-to-peer yeah. and, um, and supervisor to, to, to reporting. Um, and and that that's fine, but that's only one pillar of your life. Uh, on the program we go on, as I said, your family, so kids from the age of 10, your brother, your sister, your partner, your mom, your dad, whoever can go online and do the, the long survey with you or for to respond back. Generally, it's the impact that your style of leadership has on other parts of your life is very much hidden and you don't realize it. Oh, no, my partner at home looks after the budget, mm. looks after the kids and the whole lot. They'll ring you up and go, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And if you're not thinking about how am I responding to them as a leader, then you're not you're not seeing how that it you know influences the dynamics of all parts of your yeah. life. So you've got to look at it again. We, you and I've said this word a few times now. Holistically, mm. it's not just in work. This is about life, holistic life performance that ultimately does impact on the bottom line in your office. Yeah, and it, it, it's funny. It just resonates with me. Um, I think I mentioned we, we launched a coaching business, Possible.ie, mm. there recently. And a lot of the work I've done through that, uh, and even during my own training as as a coach, uh, it, it ends up quite fundamental. Um, you know, and th- these are kind of base levels that you're, you're working with. And all of a sudden, you start to knit it all together. That, geez, I do that in work. And actually, I do that at home as well, just maybe a slightly different lens and I didn't see it before. So, yeah, yeah re- re- really interesting. Um, in, in terms of uh, people coming on the course, um, what, what can they expect or what should they be prepared for? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> uh, let, let's get down to the nitty gritty for a second. A um, couple of things. They, 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 they have to come with an open mind because within the, in, in the lead up to the program, we do, as I mentioned, the Life 360 on their style of leadership. We do a psychological review that they undertake just themselves that then Dr. Patrick assesses with them. Uh, when, when you come in the programs, you've one-to-one time with Dr. Patrick. Your 360 is, is assessed with you in a one-to-one with Dr. Nuala Ryan or, um, or a support Claire Cook, who's our HR director. Uh, they're both practicing uh, specialists in organizational behavior. Um, and they'll take you through one-to-one what your 360 is actually saying about you. So physically... Or sorry, emotionally and uh, mentally and as a leader, we've begun to break down the base scores 
uh, you know, around parts of your life. And then when you come in the program, we do about two hours of a physical test program. So your bloods are taken, uh, your body scan. Uh, we do a, a very uh, simple fitness test called the Cooper test, which is a, a 12 minute run around a, an indoor track in UL. How far can you go in 12 minutes? If, I've, if you've no, never run, that's no problem. You can walk. If you have problems with your knees, okay, we'll get a bike. You know, um, there is ways in which we'll check it. But eventually, within two hours of arriving in the program, physically, emotionally, mentally, and as a leader, we've presented you with what everyone and your own body is telling you about your performance. And then we spend the next few days, 25% looking at energy, which is a lot of it is around your nutrition and, and, and your mental energy. Uh, emotionally, through Patrick Ryan and understanding stress in the workplace and how you manage your psychological performance in the workplace and the weaknesses that are inherent in all of us uh, and how we recognize those. We spend 25% of the time on understanding that uh, exercise is medicine. Exercise is fundamental to uh, a strong person and a strong performance. And it can be very simple. I myself, I used to run. I did up to a marathon, but I was always overweight. It was never working for me. Then I, through this program, I learned 20 minutes with my own body weight, three times a week, and suddenly everything began to happen for me, and I began to feel a lot fresher and fitter and all that. So, you know, very simple things are on the physical side. And then the last 25% is on authentic leadership. What is your style? How do you recognize it? How do you recognize the challenges that brings? What does that sound like coming from a CEO? from Jerry and from others. So we, we divide up the next two, two and a quarter days looking at each of those four pillars, fitness to perform, personal balance alignment, energy management, and authentic leadership, knowing the scores that you have from all those areas we've tested to give back to you to go, this is where you are, how can we help? So that's what the two and a half days is about. Great. Um, in terms of the course itself, it's run in Cork, isn't it? Uh, Limerick, in our high performance center. Oh, Limerick, in sorry. I thought it was Cork. No, uh, in our in University of Limerick's um, campus, we have our high performance centres. I mentioned uh, earlier, and uh, your your resident um, nearby hotel, Castle Tripark Hotel, and uh, you're with us for the two and a half days, uh, and and we always run Wednesday to Friday, um, and uh, you will always get you home to those who are most important, who are the people who gave you feedback that you weren't expecting, which is your family and friends. We get you home on Friday night in time to settle in with them before you go back to work on the Monday. Good stuff. Before oh. I let you go, and uh, Ireland in the World Cup, what are your thoughts? I think, uh, put it this way, I'm really looking forward to it. I think Joe Schmidt has created an environment in Irish rugby where we have accelerated our ability to perform far beyond uh, where we ever were. Um, and I'm, look, we're thrilled here in Munster that we have 12 of our uh, colleagues heading across. Mm. It's the most, joint most we've ever had. The last time was 20, 2007, and we also had 12. And you've got to remember then we were winning European Cups and all that. So it's testament to uh, the, the squad that we have, that we've, we've 12 going. So we're excited. It is, go, if one way or the other, if we get out of our group, there is a very strong chance it's uh, New Zealand or South Africa. And that in itself is a World Cup final. But Joe will have them ready. And I think the camp in Portugal and the warm weather training uh, people don't seem to remember that uh, Japan will be somewhere in the region of about 27 degrees and 90% humidity most of the time we're playing a game. So the ability for guys to, to play in that heat and, and the camp that came with it will be of vital importance. Um, and I think he has them in the best shape. He's made some horrifically hard calls. 
um, without naming one player over another. Mm. There's some really hard calls, but a guy who can make those calls shows somebody who's just prepared to make decisions that need to be made to get the best performance when we get there. And he's proven it time and again that he knows the answers better than anyone here. Great. So um, I, I really think it's it's a really interesting program that you run genuinely. Um, you. If, if people want to get in touch, what's the best way to do it, Ando? Uh Two ways, um, and I have no issue if anybody's listening of giving out uh, my email address. It's enda, E-N-D-A, Lynch, L-Y-N-C-H, at monsterrugby.ie. Um, or go on to monsterrugby.ie and click on corporate and you'll see all about the details on the program in that drop down. Great, and we'll um, we'll make sure there's links and stuff on, on our website once we have it published. And uh, thanks, thanks again for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us today on Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.